Hello there. My name is Jill Renee Feeler. I am a psychic intuitive. I'm also an MBA and my background is in strategic planning. Um, very unusual combination, I acknowledge. Um, I am not done today. <laughs> I have no makeup on. My hair is not done. I have a baseball hat on, but I felt um, led to share a free podcast for you guys. I have my members call on January 1st. Today is December 30th, 2021. And I haven't done a annual sort of predictions um, sort of message in quite a while, but I felt led to do one today. So let's do it. I do encourage you to join me in taking a couple nice deep breaths together. It resets our operating system and it's almost like it preps us to be more centered and more aware. By the way, not present in the moment, which is Eckhart Tolle's contribution, which is reiterating other spiritual teachers. Um, I, rather than be present in the moment, I really instead encourage you to be present in yourself. The power isn't in the moment. The power is in self. The power is in you and your ability to be a wider range of you and an even better version of you, no matter what the present or the moment is also contributing to the experience. Okay. All right. <laughs> Two nice deep breaths, please. Okay, nice. All right, I have a little mini whiteboard here. And now I, yes, I do have a marker. Unfortunately, it's a brown marker. That's not very pretty. I need a visual for today. Okay. All right, let me wipe this off. Because some of you, I accidentally used a marker, like a Sharpie on my little whiteboard the other day. So sorry about that. Oh, it's starting to come off. Okay, so I'm going to draw something here. Some of you may know what this is, and some of you may not. Some of you, it just looks like a single camel hump. Okay, this is also what's called the normal distribution curve. And with most sample data or survey, not surveys necessarily, but norm, a normal distribution of attitudes, of beliefs, of information, falls in a normal distribution, okay? So the majority of the outcomes of the, the data points fit here in the center. And then out here are the tails of the data, okay? So is that showing up well? I think it is. Okay, so I was just talking with the, with the reporter this morning about this. Um, they, this center, this is the majority right here, okay? What I predict literally for 2022, and I hope it's not just wishful thinking, but given my, my demonstrated abilities and intuition, I don't think it is. Over the past, let's see, since probably 2015, definitely since 2018 though to 2021, we've been, we meaning human modern society have been sort of overwhelmed and even dominated, possibly even oppressed by these tales, okay? These are extreme views. These are extremists. These, these individuals and opinions and beliefs and philosophies that are in these tales get a lot of attention because they sound 
they're like, wow, they get a lot of attention because they're not boring. A lot of ideas that are in the center are like, yeah, that's not very interesting. Or I already knew that, or that doesn't get my blood boiling, or that doesn't, it's not extreme enough, right? So in a media society that's based on clicks and views and advertising dollars, these tales on either side, on all sides, get a lot of attention, okay? So these tales, the views in those tales have been getting a lot of extra time, uh, mental space, public conversation sphere on any topic, okay? So what I predict for 2022 and hopefully going forward is that the majority of us, the majority of us that are in the center of all of this, okay, that we... Yeah, let me put it, try to put it into words here. But the center, the centrist, the moderates, the majority starts acting like the majority that they are. I know it's like, oh, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh my God, please, dear God, let that be true. So the, the majority are the individuals. Let's put a little bit of a voice to this. The voice, the voice of the majority is we can hear because I feel like I'm in the majority. The minority tails, it's so funny because I've got this, this, you know, mirror image sort of thing. It's tripping me up with my mind and what I'm pointing to. So this tail over here and this tail over here, when we hear either side, those of us in the center, which is probably you, given the data of the majority, right? We hear these extremist views, again, on all sides. And we go, huh, I don't think that way. Huh, that's not me, right? And so we're more... Um, I don't want to say balance, but it, it is a more moderate view. It can, it can understand that there are tales, but it, it isn't aligning with them, right? So the majority has a more balanced viewpoint. The majority is more reasoned and rational, and I would even offer intelligent in its actions, in its belief system, in its core philosophies, in its expectations, in general, of each other, of self, and of expectations of the world in general. But this majority has felt like a silent majority because we don't have the microphones stuck in our face of, well, what do you think about this? Because the microphones tend to be handed to or grabbed by those that are in, you guessed it, the tails, right? So these tails have act, they've sounded like the majority voice because they get all the attention, but there's all of this reason and logic and a sense of calm and sense of discipline, self-discipline and self-authority that happens in the middle, right? And those of us in the middle can seem boring. We can seem um, less, you know, we're definitely less inflammatory. We don't get somebody's heart racing. We don't get somebody's blood boiling. But the more, the more that those of us in the majority act like the majority we are, the more reasoned and rational and practical everything in life can become. Okay. Now, I feel like we're already seeing signs of this in at the end of 2021, because for any of us that look at multiple news sources, I started noticing in December when I look at CNN and when I look at Fox News, they actually have um, 
reporting, actual reporting, um, reporters, journalists, etc., that are saying things and in analyzing things in a way that feels more balanced, more nuanced, um, understands the complexities, and that's what the majority does. The majority, the, the normal distribution, that 80 to 90%, and in a great, if it's a great distribution curve, um, the majority is able to understand complexity and isn't trying to polarize, isn't trying to over uh, simplify something with a with rhetoric and propaganda, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. So when I looked at CNN, um, I think it was their reporting of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, the jury, the, the verdict. Um, I think I posted on it on my Facebook page for those of you that want to go back to whenever that verdict came out, I actually posted a CNN article that I think was written by three different individuals sort of like, how could they have, how could, how could the verdict have been not guilty again to the CNN audience? Um, and I thought it did a really good job of, of letting, you know, explaining the facts and what really happened in that trial versus what I think the majority of CNN was reporting on related to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Okay. Now on the Fox news side, <laughs> Fox news, some of you are like news, right? Anyway, on the Fox side, I don't have a specific example, but when I look at that information, I also feel a more nuanced, balanced perspective um, that isn't just propaganda for the far right or the, the extreme right even. Okay. So maybe the, maybe the, the tide is not turning, but evening out. So it's not so, um, it's not so volatile. It's not so cranked up. It's not so blood boiling, right? That would be so great. Uh, and I, yes, I am an American. So my examples are American news sources. Um, and just uh, that's obvious already, but those of you that are in Europe, et cetera, um, I, maybe you have your own examples of more, well, maybe you guys weren't as, weren't as in those tales as, as we've been in the U S but anyway, this coming back to a center, this ability for us to see the, the sides of things, literally in this case, as a pun, seeing the sides, seeing the tails of these and acknowledging that there are extremist views. There are non-nuanced, oversimplified views that are available on all sides and any side of any issue. And then there's the center. And those of us that feel like we are in the center or allow ourselves to consider the centrist view, the moderate view, we are able to acknowledge that there are differences of opinion. We are able to acknowledge that both, both tales might be um, overly dramatic and overly simplified, like I said, and that there is more to the story. There is more going on than either extremist view can ever explain or even hold within itself. Okay, so some of you may have found yourself in these extremist views, and then all of a sudden you, you sort of let go, kind of like letting go of a rubber band and just letting it snap, letting the tension go, and then find yourself almost like gravitating naturally towards the center where you can look at the tails and go, oh yeah, I remember thinking that and whatever the extremist view is, right? I, I'm aware of the tales on both sides and I can 
yeah, it's not a fun place to be. It's, yeah, it's just really limited. It's a biased view. It's a misinformed view. Again, on both sides, there's tremendous misinformation. So when you let yourself gravitate naturally away from those extremist views, you can then take a better breath. You can contemplate and reflect for yourself. You can let yourself think nuanced thoughts. You can let yourself think for yourself. In the tales, there is there are a lot of leaders and loud voices and um, captivating figures that like to do the thinking for you. And I find it really condescending. Um, yeah, I see it in spirituality. I see it in consciousness. I see it in politics and policy and activism. I see it in, in all forms. Um, yeah, it's just really fascinating to watch. So why will this happen? Because this is unsustainable. <laughs> this, this pretending that there's that the majority is over here and pretending that the majority is, is over here is unsustainable because it's not true. Whenever there is false logic, it, it is only temporarily available. It's unsustainable. It's, um, what's another word I'm trying to, yeah, sustainability. It doesn't have a natural energy pattern to it. It's a falsely constructed energy pattern. So it can't continue. Um, so eventually there will be a, the pendulum swing. And I hope, oh my God, speaking of pendulums, I hope the pendulum, which tends to go, woo. I hope the pendulum actually goes and it's just more in the middle and we will always have these tales, right? In any, in any experience, there will be extreme views, but if the majority can let itself think more like the majority, I feel like we'll have more balanced perspective, more um, intelligent policy and intelligent, rational reactions to real events that are actually going on that need, you know, problems that need actual solutions, not rhetoric, not propaganda. Um, let's see what else in terms of predictions, because there's a lot of effects of this. Boring. <laughs> it will see, it will feel more boring. So if this prediction is correct, the, the news headlines, well, the headlines will always be the headlines because they have to sell papers and, and, you know, try to try to pull as many people into those, those crazy ideas. Um, but those of us that are looking for nuance, that are looking for balance, that are looking for inner calm and non ratcheted up um, blood boiling experiences, we will probably feel boring, uh, to ourselves. And some of you may want to watch out for that. If you hate to be bored, then you've probably been more susceptible to the tail ends of those, those extremist views. Um, let's see. No longer looking for oversimplified answers, being more willing to acknowledge that there are challenges in life that are, are not fixed with a vitamin or a pill or policy. They're, they're bigger than that. It's deeper than that.
I don't know if this will happen, but this would be a, this would be great. And I hope this, I mean, I want it to be a prediction. How about that? That individuals are more honest with themselves so that when anyone on any side of any issue is, is pretending that there are good guys and bad guys and that there are villainous beings and heroic figures um, that, that we can better go, oh, I, they're oversimplifying this because there's no one that's pure hero and there's no one that's pure villain ever in any situation. I know it, it, and it, it's interesting how there might be a part of our psyche that wants to pretend that that's true. So the more that we can acknowledge within our, for our own self that, oh, that there, someone is trying to tell me that someone is pure, pure evil or pure angel, right? Like, and then it's a reminder to self and going, well, I know that's not true. That's never true. So hmm, I'll be open to more information. I, you know, what do I, what do I feel about that? Using your, meaning you saying that, using your instinct, using your intuition, using your gut, using your sixth sense, which we all have, right? And yeah, okay. So self-honesty, being honest with yourself. One example I gave to that reporter this morning is um, fundraisers, right? I have close friends and clients that have died from cancer. I have loved ones that are fighting cancer, right? It's, it's a <sighs> fuck cancer, right? There is this way that we can deceive ourselves especially if we're in the fundraiser, you know, Susan G. Komen fight for the cure, you know, race for the cure kind of thing. We can delude ourselves into thinking that if we just had enough money, then we could cure cancer. If we just had enough shelters, animal shelters, to use another example, then there would be no, there would be no animal abuse and there would, you know, Anyway, there's just a lot of ways that we pretend there's a solution and that if we just had this, then, then that crisis would be over, then that, then that problem would be solved. And that is not true. If we took all the money in the world and put it towards cancer research, that does not mean we will have a cure for cancer. Now, notice how you respond at all levels of yourself when I say that. Are you mad? Are you angry? Are you mad at me for saying it? How could you say that? I didn't, I mean, this isn't Harry Potter. I didn't just say Voldemort, right? I pointed out to me what is obvious. The problem with cancer isn't lack of funding and lack of research. The problem is cancer. It sucks. It's humbling, right? I think as humans, when we've wanted to act like godlike beings that can that can fix everything with just the right the just the right policy or just the right funding, we are we are deluding ourselves. We are we're pretending in a I think a really irresponsible, reckless way when we can, yes, research is great and cancer research is great and have discoveries been made that have improved treatment and 
um, a lot of, you know, evolution in that regard. Of course, a lot of progress has been made, but that doesn't mean we'll ever cure cancer. And I, I wish, I wish that weren't true. I wish we could cure cancer, but I, I don't think that's reasonable. I think cancer is bigger than, than we want it to be. So it doesn't mean that we don't try to solve some of these problems. It means that we can be, and I, I feel it would be better if we were more honest with ourselves, more realistic about what we are facing and the magnitude of it and the humility that it, we may be able to make progress, but it may not be the, the magic outcome that we all wish would happen. Okay, so let's see, I think I wanna go into the, so this means, but you guys can do that yourselves. Um, another prediction for 2022 related to finances. Um, yeah, these tales, again, um, when it comes to financial conversations and economic conversations have wanted to pretend, going back to the pretending, that the, the problem is this and the problem is that it oversimplifies the problem and it then it leads to silly policies that don't actually address anything, right? Um, you know, the, the inequity of income tax uh, structures and things like that. If, you know, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos would just pay their taxes and everything would be fine. Um, and not really, <laughs> not really. I mean, what might it help? Yes, I don't know. I'm not an expert in that, even though I have an economics degree. It's a complex topic. And that doesn't mean I know everything, even though I have an economics degree. Okay, so these, these over oversimplifying of problems, again, the demonization of it's those guys, they're the problem. Those are the villains. We're the heroes, right? It's, we've already talked about that. It's like, oh, that's not true. Okay, hang on, right? because of those mischaracterizations of the problems and the roles being played in those problems, I predict in 2022 that we'll be more personally honest about our personal finances. If someone is having um, a hard time with their finances, it probably isn't because of Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk and those individuals. It's prob there's probably even more improvement that can be gained by that, by that individual, by that household, with measures that they can take themselves, not from tax law in Congress or Elizabeth Warren or Bernie Sanders, right? Um, yeah, I have my own ideas about what would what would uh, possibly make the situation better. I was going to say solve it, and then I was like, no, Jill, that's not honest. Um, I, I'll just offer it here. I would love to see a tax policy and I know it's controversial and I know it's not perfect, but I think it would be fair if we taxed consumption, not income. If everybody got taxed for what they consume and what that, is, what that looks like is a national sales tax. Um, again, I'm an American, so I am focusing on America here, um, but some of these predictions could be uh, related to other areas as well. I don't know. Um, so national consumption tax, a federal sales tax to me, instead of trying, and there would be easier, it's easier to enforce. You're not, you know, where are you hiding money that you made all of that nonsense? Um, anyway, just 
kind of a silly game that's played. Okay. I don't think it'll ever happen because there's so much tied into the income tax structure on corporations and individuals that it'll probably never happen, but I think it would be a lot better. Okay. Not a prediction. Just maybe I hope, <laughs> hope there. Okay. Um, yeah. So a prediction related to, to finances is that individuals, again, coming back more to the center, the center view of themselves, more rational, more logical, um, more personally empowered and less looking for an outer demon or an outer hero can go, okay, hun, you know, in a, in a household situation, okay, babe, I think we're spending more than we are earning. And that's the real problem is that maybe we need to address this. Maybe we need to adjust that. Maybe we, you know, you know, make these, you know, what are we spending our money on and what are we making and how can we be more realistic and only spend what we have money to afford right now? And maybe that means we do, um, you know, downgrade in this area and um, we get more realistic about when we do want to, you know, buy that new house or um, maybe we move out of this expensive area in the country, um, and we get more realistic and we live in a more affordable area. There's just so many choices that can be made on a personal level to improve, dramatically improve personal finances. And again, you won't hear that from those noisy tails that want to pretend that they can solve your problems for you. Um, or that Congress can can make a bigger impact on your personal finances than you can. <laughs> that makes no sense if you really think about it. I mean, does it make a difference? Yeah, but there's a lot of other knobs to turn that are all within your control that you don't need congressional approval for and can have an immediate effect like in the next month, right? Health, health. Oh my God. Um, think of all the, think of all the extremist views here in terms of like, if I just had the right supplements, then I can, you know, lose weight or, um, avoid COVID or get over COVID or cure cancer. You know, that's to me, that's an extremist view. There are so many other choices that are made on an everyday basis that have nothing to do with expensive supplements that are about moving your body, that are about eating vegetables and cutting down on the sugar and eating healthy proteins and less uh, manufactured frankenfood, right? Now, am I, am, am I perfect in my walk on that? No, I am not. I am literally addicted to carbs and I love fast food. So I'm not perfect in that. I go, I go in waves. Speaking of waves, sometimes I'm super good at that and sometimes I'm not. And I know it affects my health. So there's public policy, there's these noisy tales and people with the microphone in their mouth that will not tell you the biggest effect you can have on your health, which is movement, stress, and what you eat versus what you don't eat. That is not a congressional action. That is not having, not forcing anyone to change their behavior except yourself. Yeah, I know. It's like, oh right? Why didn't I think of that? I know you did in the centrist majority view, the reasonable view of you, 
But again, there's just all this noise, all these people with microphones, with, you know, these inflammatory sounding ideas of, well, of course, you're not healthy. You've got McDonald's. Of course, you're not healthy. You were raised in a in a high school or junior high environment that had sodas and, you know, and expensive water, you know, it's not your fault. Well, and those things didn't help, but who ate them, who chose them, who said yes to those choices versus the other choices. And we can't go back anyway. So all we can do is be ourself in this moment and make choices today. Okay. All right. So that's health and wellness. Um, I take supplements, by the way, I just don't pretend there's some effing unicorn that's going to solve all these things. And if I were diagnosed with cancer, I know I had a skin, uh, type of a skin cancer and I had a cousin that died of a skin cancer, uh, Jamie Hallam. Um, yeah, but if I were, uh, I mean, I have, I've had, I have had my own health challenges over the years and I don't look to, you know, magnesium or some other, you know, colloidal silver or something, but it's the answer. Might it be a part of a solution of improvement? Yeah, but come on. I mean, let's be realistic here. Yeah. Realistic thinking. Yeah. It feels more mature too, right? Yeah. These tales appeal to emotional immaturity. It appeals to weakness. It appeals to limited thinking. It appeals to feeling disempowered. And it just fills that gap with BS on both sides. Yeah. Okay. What else? What other predictions here? Mm, yeah, let me fill this one deeper here. Less wishful thinking. Maybe we're, I'm adding that as an expression really that does relate to some of the other things. So more realistic, more balanced. So if these predictions are correct, then what would happen is the, the peddlers, if you will, the, uh, the, those with the microphone in those tails, uh, the extremists, the wishful thinking, nonsense, bullshit stuff, will start to either quiet down or they'll just disappear, not disappear like they'll go away, they'll just do something else. And maybe they'll join the majority and do um, like a real job and give, meaning they'll give actual advice and actual consultation or, or get a different job where they're not, because they no longer have the microphone stuck in their voice or stuck in their face to speak and share their, share their extremist views. Um, yeah, let me look at this other part here. Coming back to center as a theme for 2022 and going forward has a number of positive consequences related to mental health, overall sense of well being.
that can lead one to better address root problems with actual solutions versus wishful thinking and um, overhyped ideas that don't address as much of the problem as sometimes we wish they would. Yeah, give me a moment. There's something else here that I wanna give voice to. Maybe less, I envision less attention, again, by the majority paid to over the top ideas. So those that are in those tales that give like a, they, and this isn't just the wealthy, this is people that, that are not wealthy either, just going over the top for like kids' birthday parties and, um, you know, wedding proposals and asking someone to prom. Um, all of those events have become extreme, literally. It, it, it's like so many things have pulled into those tails of that distribution curve. And it, it's very possible that as all of this momentum towards back to center um, happened, that there is a more realistic and more balanced approach to a child's birthday party or to a wedding proposal or to a birth announcement and a gender reveal that costs nothing, that is not, you know, perhaps shared on social media, that is kept as a private family affair with people that that you really know and that deeply care about you and aren't only watching because you're you're making it overly dramatic and overly showy with 10,000 pink you know balloons or whatever um no pink tutus in sight right so that normalization brings it back to again sustainability we don't i don't want to keep up with the kardashians I never wanted to, I'm not them. I'm not, <laughs> I don't have their income. I don't have their lifestyle. I don't have their ad revenue. I don't have any of that. So I've never looked at them as, as a model or a beacon or a competition, but I don't want to keep up with the Kardashians. Um, I don't want to chase viral moments on social media. Um, and some, some of that psychology has not mine, but that idea of chasing viral moments and, oh my God, how many views on this has sort of permeated a part of our psychology and it set the bar unrealistically high for those of us in the majority, right? We don't have the financial resources. We don't have the, uh, the need to make something Instagram worthy when it's a personal affair, right? If you invite somebody to prom, if you, if you're getting divorced, if you, you know, we're not all Julia Roberts and eat, pray, love. If, if somebody is getting divorced, they may not be able to travel around the world for self-discovery. Um, maybe they're one intuitive session away with somebody like me um, or some meditation or a, a great balanced book that doesn't send them into more extremist views. I'm just like, okay, this, you know, that, that didn't go like I thought it would. That's too bad. That sucks that it didn't go the way I thought I would. Let me just, you know, be real for a moment and let myself be sad. Right. 
and not need to make anyone a hero or anyone a villain. Just let yourself be human. That's shades of all of that in any moment. Okay. Oh, doesn't it just feel, does it, does it just let your whole body just relax this whole notion of, yeah, yeah, Jill, right? This is easier, right? It's, it is more sustainable. That requires far less energy. It's far less stressful. It's, it's whatever like an event is or whatever, it's not going to be perfect. It was never going to be perfect. So you try to do the best you can with what you know and what you have and not going into debt over a wedding or going, you know, buying a car because it's the extremists, you know, show you that that's the car you, you need to have if you're going to be successful or whatever. Um, I mean, just unrealistic expectations in general are part of that extremism as well. I've had a podcast for over 10 years. I've had a podcast since before they were called podcasts. I think my first one was uh, January of either 2010 or 2011. And I didn't have a ring light. I didn't have a fancy $500 microphone. Um, I'm doing whatever number of podcasts this is. I have no microphone. I have a I have a ring light on, but I don't even need it. I'll show you. I'm just out a window, right? There's nothing fancy going on here. I don't have, I have zero makeup on, let alone fancy contouring that took me an hour to do. I'm not on television, right? I'm not, I don't have a professional makeup artist, but I think in my opinion, that's another sort of extremist thing that happened is this overdone makeup and look and sense of falseness that is unsustainable. If you're, for those of you that are single that are and and want to be with someone, if you have a whole artistic production going on on your face, eventually, if it works out, you're going to wake up next to them. And eventually you're going to have your makeup off, right? So I'm guessing you're far more beautiful than you see. And if you're looking for real love, then let them fall in love with the way you actually look without any makeup, any contouring, any thousands of dollars worth of, of stuff from Ulta or Sephora or Kylie's lip kit or whatever, right? I just, just strip it all away and let yourself be real about what is naturally beautiful about you. And you know what? Yeah. Could be better. So what, right? Do you know what's hundred percent beautiful about everybody? Their eyes. Ah, oh, everybody's eyes are gorgeous. So I know your eyes are beautiful and there's probably other beautiful parts of you too. And real sustainable love is falling in love with you for the things that you don't even love, right? My husband of all these years, we met when I was 18, when he was 18, uh, he was 19. So we met in 1988. Well, we met in 87, but we started dating in 88. We got married in 93, are, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely in the center. Now, am I, am, am I a psychic intuitive and medium and healer? And that sounds extreme. Yeah, it does sound extreme. It sounds crazy. And I get that. <laughs> I know that I would have called it crazy all those years ago, but I do it in a centrist way, right? I've redefined for my, I've let myself define what it means to be a psychic intuitive. That is not crazy. It is balanced and reasonable and still intelligent and all the ways I knew myself before. And it I've added to it with all these other layers of me. I added layers onto my Jill. I didn't lose my Jill in the process. 
Okay. <laughs> I feel some of you saying, I thought we were talking about predictions. I don't want to hear about Jill. That's fine. <laughs> I understand. Okay. Yeah. So back to basics, back to normal, back to sustainable, um, no longer overproducing, no longer uh, creating and trying to fulfill unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Think of how much, just think for yourself, how much of your time, money, and energy has possibly been spent trying to trying to chase an ideal, chase an extremist version of perfection or extremist version of success, right? Extremist version of income, right? That you keep trying to force your way into these extreme tales of perfection or idealism. And there's just uh, reality keeps snapping you back and you're like, oh, I'm just not doing it right. Really? Maybe you're doing it actually wonderfully for you being in the center, being real and moderate and real life, the real you without the contouring, without the, without the Photoshopping, without the, um, you know, the, the photo correcting, enhancing bullshit, whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hmm. And I felt some of you just say, but that's so boring. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, but it's also real and therefore it's sustainable. And maybe that's what we're actually craving. It isn't perfection. It's authenticity. It's integrity. It's, it's maybe we're, what we're craving most is reality with all its lumps and all its bumps and all its wrinkles and all its <laughs> deserving of contouring, <laughs> Right. Hmm. Looking for the natural beauty, looking for the natural harmony and the natural calm and wellness that is not in any bottle, including supplements. That's not on Goop. That's not Gwyneth Paltrow. It's not $200 face creams. It's $8 oil of Olay. Hmm. Yeah, doesn't it feel good? <sighs> okay. All right. I think that's it. I think that's it. Um, maybe listen to this again or watch this again. I feel like there are a lot of layers to this that you'll receive new information and new aha moments and new insights every time you experience it. If you enjoyed this, um, thanks for liking and following and giving it a heart. Thanks for commenting and letting me know that you liked it. It helps that screwed up algorithm that keeps turning that, uh, uh, those extremes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for the subscribes and thank you for the follows. I'll stay here in the center, but being my sixth sense, uh, improved version of Jill, that's knowing I'm not perfect and not trying to be, I'm just trying to be real. And doing that in a way that that is that is wise and is loving and is compassionate and can see the extremist views and send them love and compassion and not try to demonize anybody, just acknowledging that, hey, this is a weird reality. 
This is a, it can be a screwed up place. It can feel like a screwed up place, but we don't have to feel screwed up. <laughs> we don't have to lose ourselves in the, the nonsense and the bullshit and the extremism of everything. We can let ourselves snap back like a, like a rubber band back to self, be present in yourself, make the best of your situation in your home and your own matters and with every item that you're thinking, I need someone else to fix this for me, that just literally let yourself come back to center and say, okay, what is that problem? And what can I do now? What can I do now with what I have to make this as good as I can, given that that person or that institution may never solve that for me? Okay. I love you guys. I do. I haven't met most of you and I love you. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. All right. <laughs> I hope this was helpful. My website is joereneefeeler.com and I love you. Mwah. Hope you love yourself even more after this experience. Literally, I have no makeup on. I have lipstick on. I guess I have a little bit of lipstick because if I don't put any lip on, then my, my lips are not the color of my skin at the age of 51. Okay. Love you. Bye.